Hello, and thank you for joining us. We now take you to a basement studio somewhere in Ypsilanti, Michigan, for a press conference already in progress. Mr. Elliot, Mr. Elliot, Mr. Elliot, Mr. Elliot, Mr. Elliot, Mr. Elliot. Yes, yes. You in the front row. Do you have a question for me? Yes. Who are you? Ah, a fair question. My name is Steve Elliot, and I'm an actor and an artist with way too much time on his hands. Next question. Mr. Elliot, hello, Mr. Elliot. Yes, the the gentleman in the back. What is your question, please? A follow-up question to the first one posed. What the hell is this? Ah, another fair question. Uh, this is a collection of audio comedy sketches that I wrote and will perform for all to hear and hopefully enjoy. I see. So you're doing all the voices, then? I am. Even mine? Yes. Next question. Oh, Mr. Elliot. Um, the woman in the red dress. What is your question? Will you be doing lady voices? Yes, just not very well. I'm being told I have time for one more question. My sources say you have time for two more questions. Right. Sorry. Uh, next question. Is this lady voice better? No. Next question. Is this the last question? Yes. I'd like to ask that you enjoy American Goat Parade. Thank you. Ah, welcome, Mr. Jameson. Please take a seat. Thank you, sir. Now then, uh, you're here to apply for the bank teller job that we posted recently, is that correct? That is correct, sir. Excellent. Well, I must say I've read your resume, and I verified your credentials, and I must say I am very impressed. Thank you, sir. Certainly. Uh, so all there is left to do is to uh, conduct this little interview here, and um, well, we'll see where it goes, all right? That's fine, sir. So tell me about yourself, Jameson. What, what can you bring to the bank teller pool? Well, sir, I graduated at the top of my class with a degree in accounting and a minor in mathematics. Good. Good. Upon graduation, I traveled the country for a bit and eventually settled down here in your fair city. Very good. Yes, yes. I met my wife, Audrey, at a church picnic, and we've been married for about four years now. Wonderful. I like to volunteer down at the retirement center. I like photography. I was Batman for a while. I have two dogs. I'm sorry. Did, I'm sorry. Did, what was the last thing that you said? I have two dogs. No, no, no. Um, before that, did you, did you say you were Batman for a while? Yes, the Dark Knight. That's right. So I have two dogs, and their names are. I'm sorry to interrupt again. Look, uh, I'd just like to clarify. You, you used to be Batman, or? Yes, that's right. Straight out of the comics and onto the streets. <laughs> Is that a problem? Uh, no, 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 uh, no, it's not a problem. It's just, uh, well, I, I have to ask. I mean, well, what were your duties as... As Batman, sir? Sure. Well, I was the chief defender of the common man. I, I would thwart villains that proved to be too much for the local authorities. Most of my free time was spent in my Batcave developing high-tech weaponry for crime-stopping purposes and monitoring the criminal activity of the Joker, the Penguin, and a slew of other evildoers. I see. I also know Excel. Right. Well, I think maybe, uh, if you don't mind, Mr. Jameson, I'm just going to slip out and call the authorities... Why? Is there trouble, citizen? Uh, well, no, it's just... Well, I'm... I'm sorry, I, I just find it a bit hard to believe that, uh... Oh, I get it. You you thought that Bruce Wayne was Batman, right? 
Well... Yes, I, I get that a lot. I blame it on creative license, I suppose. Is there anything else you'd like to know about me? No, I, uh, I think that'll be all, Mr. Jameson. Uh, we'll take your application under advisement and, and we'll let you know. Fair enough. Thank you for your time, Mr. Burroughs. Good day. <laughs> Good day. Uh, excuse me, Mrs. Sanders, can you please send in the next applicant, please? Yes, sir. Ah, hello, Mr. Spiderman. Henry Spiderman. Right. Uh, well, Mr. Spiderman. <clears throat> How familiar are you with Excel? American Goat Parade. Brought to you in part by Churdly Foip. All the Churdly, twice the Foip. Churdly Foip. And now it's time for another episode of Plummeting with Pete Goldman. Hello and welcome to the show! I'm your host, Pete Goldman. Thanks for tuning in. Well, I'm plummeting toward the Earth from a height of about four miles at the moment, and everything is going very well. Things were a bit iffy earlier when I was at a height of about nine miles, which is much higher than I am right now, and so high, in fact, that I almost lost consciousness. Twice. <laughs> it's a good thing that didn't happen, or we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> Anyway, I'm at about three and a half miles up now, and that's as good a time as any to introduce my special guest, Mrs. Tanya Rourke. Hello, Pete. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Tanya. I'm so glad that you've joined us. I know you're a busy woman, so we really appreciate that you took time out of your hectic schedule to plummet with us today. My pleasure. So tell me, Tanya, how long have you been plummeting? Do you mean how long have I been skydiving? I'm sorry, sky? Skydiving, you know, the thing that we're both doing right now. Uh, maybe there was a mix-up backstage, Tanya, but what I'm doing is plummeting. This skydiving that you mentioned, I don't know what that is. Well, no, Pete, what... We're obviously both skydiving right now. We jumped out of airplanes with parachutes on our back and parachute? Oh God, Pete, tell me please, you're wearing a parachute. <laughs> Sorry, Tanya, I'm, I'm a pretty traditional guy when it comes to my plummeting. The hip kids may all be wearing your parachutes, but I'll stick with plain old American-made trousers, thank you very much. But Pete, didn't anyone tell you to put on a parachute before you jumped out of your airplane? Airplane? How do you not know what an airplane is? I mean, you obviously had to... I mean, are you saying that you didn't jump out of it? I didn't know that. That's not possible. You couldn't... Whoa, look at that. I'm at about 800 feet from the ground now. So it looks like I'm almost out of time. I'd like to thank my guest. This is... Oh. Oh. Ooh, look at that! 
It appears as though a bundle of white fabric burst out of Tanya's backpack and she's now being hoisted back up into the air. <laughs> oh my. Well, imagine that. Huh. Well, at least we don't have to hear any more about that parachute nonsense. <laughs> I must admit though, I, was, I am a bit curious to find out more about that airplane. This has been Plummeting with Pete Goldman. No need to tune in next week. Thank you for watching. Good night. And that, gentlemen, is why chickpeas will always be called garbanzo beans as long as I am manager of this advertising agency. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me, Mr. Johnson? Yes, Miss Swanson? The new intern is here. Shall I send him in? Ah, yes. Please send in the new intern right away. We're all anxious to meet him. Yes, sir. Sir, this is Mr. Baker, the new intern. Uh, thank you, Miss Swanson. That will be all. Now then, welcome aboard, Mr. Uh, what was it? Baker, sir. Ah, Mr. Baker, very good. Welcome to the firm. Allow me to introduce the rest of the team. This is Mr. Carmichael, he's a polar bear. How do you do? Uh, this is Mrs. Sweeney, she is a polar bear. Nice to meet you. This is Mr. Lawrence, he is a different kind of polar bear. Hello. And this is Mr. Jordan, Chief Human Resource Consultant in New Product Testing, Development and Paradigm Shift Marketing Analysis, Assistant Team Leader and Finance Comptroller. Looking forward to working with you. And is he also a polar bear? What? I say, is Mr. Jordan also a polar bear? <laughs> oh, good heavens no, Baker. <laughs> Who ever heard of hiring a polar bear as your chief human resource consultant in new product testing, development, and paradigm shift, marketing analysis, assistant team leader, and finance comp controller? <laughs> the very idea is absurd. <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Any other questions, Baker? Well, yes. Why do you call yourselves polar bears? What? Well, you, you introduced everyone in the room as a, a polar bear. Except Mr. Jordan. Uh, yes, except Mr. Jordan, yes. But uh, everyone else in the room was introduced to me as a polar bear. I'm sorry, what is your point? Well, I... Don't be nervous, Baker. Explain yourself. Well, well sir, you, you introduced everyone as a polar bear when it's obvious you are all fiddler crabs. What? Fiddler crabs, sir. You are all... Fiddler crabs. Are you sure? Uh, yes, sir. Very sure. Explain. What makes you think we are all fiddler crabs? Well, for one thing, we're having this conversation inside a giant aquarium filled with ankle-deep water. There's a small sandy dune in the center of the room and a few scattered stones and driftwood on it. It's just the type of setting for fiddler crabs, really. In fact, fiddler crabs are primarily found in mangroves, salt marshes, and on the sandy, muddy beaches of West Africa, or uh, the West Atlantic, the Eastern Pacific, and even the Indo-Pacific. They're easily recognized by their distinctively asymmetric claws like the ones you all have. The males have an oversized claw used in clashes of ritualized combat of courtship over a female and to signal their intentions between rivals. And the movement of the smaller claw from the ground to the mouth during feeding explains the crab's common name. It looks as if the animal were playing the large claw like a fiddle. The crab's smaller claw picks up a chunk of sediment from the ground and brings it up to the mouth, where its contents are sifted through. After anything edible is salvaged, be it algae, 
microbes or fungus, the sediment is replaced in the form of a little ball. The presence of these sediment balls near the entrance to a burrow is a good indication of its occupation. Some, some experts believe that the feeding habits of the fiddler crabs play a vital role in the preservation of wetland environments. By sifting through the sands, they aerate the substrate and prevent anaerobic conditions. Uh, plus, Mr. Lawrence scuttled away when I made a sudden movement to scratch my nose. He's still hiding now, over there behind that piece of bark near the shore. Well, LB. Fiddler crabs, you say? Yes, sir. And not polar bears? No, sir. Fascinating. Truly fascinating. Huh. I'm surprised no one ever noticed this before. You know, it would explain our constant cravings for algae, microbes, and fungus. Yes, sir. So, well done, Baker. Well done indeed. But tell me, how do you know so much about fiddler crabs? Well, I am a Thompson's gazelle, sir. <laughs> so you are, Baker. So you are. And now it's time for How to Set Your Cat on Fire with your host, Sam. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to the show, kids. Uh, it's me, your old buddy Sam. Uh, today we're going to set your cat on fire. But first, if you tuned into last week's show, then you know we discussed setting your tabby ablaze and also igniting your Persian, both breeds being highly combustible with only a small amount of lighter fluid needed. However, this week, we're going to be blazing up a Siberian using only a handful of kindling and a... We regretfully announced that, due to public outrage, How to Set Your Cat on Fire has been taken off the air. The creators of American Goat Parade do not in any way condone the act of fictional characters abusing fictional animals in any way under the guise of comedy or anything else that may give someone pleasure. Rest assured that no one on our staff would ever harm a defenseless cat, even though one guy really, really wanted to. American Goat Parade, brought to you in part by Churdly Foip. Mm-mm. That's some good chertly foip. Churdly foip. Good afternoon, and welcome to Topic of the Day, the panel discussion show that is not afraid to tackle the most controversial issues of the moment. I'm your host, Sidney Thurman. On today's show, we'll be talking about the latest diet craze sweeping the nation called fudge spiraling. And here to shed some light on this subject is my panel of distinguished guests. Please welcome, direct from the wooded terrain of the Midwest, outdoorsman and media gadfly, Bigfoot. Thank you. Next, coming to us from the dumpster behind McDonald's on Law Road in Ann Arbor, Michigan, a bag of rusty nails, bottle caps, and rubber bands. Great to be here. Also joining us today, all the way from the darkest recesses of our minds, please welcome a vague notion that dogs can talk. Thanks for having me. And finally, representing the medical side of the issue, from the University of Toledo's Dietary Sciences Department, Dr. Barney Hartman. Uh, thanks? And a big thank you to all of you for joining me here today. 
Let's begin by asking the question, why? Why do people believe that this fudge-spiraling diet is better than previous diets? Bigfoot, what are your thoughts? Well, it's a classic case of social media spin, really. I mean, look at any of the past fads in the first half of the Internet age. Whether they were helpful or not, the World Wide Web has helped perpetuate all uh, manner uh, of... Uh, sorry, may I just uh, interrupt for a moment? It, 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 am I the only actual person here on the panel? No, no disrespect, but aren't all of these other guests a little, well, non-human? What do you mean, Dr. Hartman? Well, I mean... Are you uh, saying that your opinion on the matter should be taken more seriously because you're a doctor, Dr. Hartman? And that because I am a bag of rusty nails, bottle caps, and rubber bands, that my opinion is somehow second-rate? Uh, well, no. I I'm just trying to understand why this panel consists of random nonsense entities instead of, you know, legitimate human beings. Speaking as a vague notion that dogs can talk, I don't think I like your tone, Dr. Hartman. I worked very hard to get where I am today. Years ago, when I was a mere random thought about weather patterns on Mars, I would sit for hours in my room and dream of the day I would grow up to be a vague notion like my father, and not just some streetwise concept or fleeting idea from an art school dropout. And with hard work and determination, I went from being that little random thought to the fully realized vague notion that dogs can talk that you see sitting here before you now. And that, sir, is why my opinion on the new diet craze holds the same weight as anyone else's. Uh, no pun intended. And if you don't like it, well, then it's obvious you hate America. What? Yes, I agree with the vague notion that dogs can talk. As a Bigfoot, and admittedly, as one of the original fictional characters formed in the minds of lonely mountain men to pass the time, I, too, know the hardships of such bigotry that you're displaying here today. Oh, wait a minute. Bigotry? Long before you started your career as a doctor, Dr. Hartman, we were struggling to keep the dream alive, toiling away in the background as you planted the seeds of your hate. Now, wait a minute. And we waited. We waited for the day that our lives would matter as much as any flesh-and-blood human beings did. And while that day is still on the horizon, we will not rest until the world takes notice. And when that time comes, I'll be the first to stand up and say... I am a bag of rusty nails, bottle caps, and rubber bands, and there's nothing you can do about it. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous, Dr. Hartman? Was it ridiculous to assume that boxes of cereal had nothing to do with the Battle of Gettysburg? Or was it ridiculous to think that there was no way a dead hamster in a man purse helped launch the space shuttle? And would you consider it ridiculous to believe a mixture of salt, Skittles, and laundry soap would one day result in the discovery of sleeves? Yes, yes I would. I would say all of those things are ridiculous. Well, Dr. Hartman, you've made your feelings most clear on the subject. We haven't even started talking about the subject. And yet. as a result, we think it's best that you leave the panel before this escalates into something unseemly. What? Oh, it's... You know what? Fine, I'll go. Fine. Never been a part of anything so ridiculous in all my life. I'll go. Honestly, a man of my... You know, the diet works, by the way. Not that any of you... Don't... Never mind. There's simply no room for such animosity in a civil discussion about fudge diets. Well said, Bigfoot. Well said indeed. I just hope he learned something here today. I'd love to return home to the dumpster knowing I'd helped someone walk a new path in life. My friends, 
broken eggshells, and rotting fish bones would love to hear all about it. Here's hoping. Well, unfortunately, we have run out of time. Oh, do I still have time to promote my book? Well, it's called I Don't Think Dwayne Johnson Knows How to Prune a Ficus, and it's about the oppression of pencils deemed too small to be sharpened by the U.S. Coast Guard. No, I'm sorry, vague notion. We'll save that for another show, for some reason. I'd like to thank all of my guests, Bigfoot, a bag of rusty nails, bottle caps, and rubber bands, Dr. Bonnie Hartman, and a vague notion that dogs can talk. Please tune in next time for more Topic of the Day. Good night.